0: Welcome to the Soundcentric Podcast. I am your host, Adam Dash. And today, I mean, I'm joined by one of the members, half of the greatest, one of the greatest hip-hop duos of all time. You might know him by Doc. You might know him by Wow Great. You might know him by his rapping ad-lib. Uh-huh. He is here. This means a lot for me. And my people know I'm a Dreamville stan. It's just what fuels me for hip-hop. But Doc, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming.
1: Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate the shout out on the ad lib. Yeah. I love when people recognize that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that shit. Is that something that- I started do- doing that ad lib as like a, like a vocal exercise, yeah. like to try to, I used to do it slower. I used to be like, uh, but then I just like- That's
0: interesting. Started,
1: it just, and then it just became, then people started saying they like it and I was like, yeah, okay. I, I can't keep doing it.
0: I can't tell what's something that's just like, when you freestyle, you naturally say it. Like I see Jid always goes like, whoa, shit, whoa, shit. And it's probably something he just naturally does and it goes into his music.
1: Yeah. It's always good to have like a little something you do to like build you up, like a little pickup, you know what I'm saying, like before you get into that zone, it's just, it feels good, it like enters you into it.
0: Gets you hyped up. But Earth Gang, you guys just came out with your new EP, the second of, I believe, three that is coming, Robophobia. I know you guys started with an idea for an album and decided to break that down into three different EPs, kind of make it more digestible for people, which I really like that Mm -hmm. concept. Was there really that? What was the thought going into it? Like, we want to make this more digestible for people and give them time to really sit with each of these four to five songs.
1: Yeah. And it's just the, the way we were making music. Uh, the, a lot of the music we were making was more experimental than anything we'd ever tried before. So we was like, man, if we're going to be, you know, doing experiments, then let's, you know what I'm saying, really give people time to to listen to it yeah. and appreciate the experiment. We didn't want to be, you know what I'm saying, doing, taking taking these, the sonic risk mm-hmm. and just being like ah, oh, yeah, it's on there. Like we didn't care about it. Like, yeah, we wanted to show people we actually cared about each song. And I think that's something that like, the, I think our whole our whole drive for this whole versus the algorithm thing hasn't been to like say oh the machines are killing us yeah. or oh be worried. It's really just to super super highlight the human element. Mm-hmm. And part of the human element is loving the music. You know what I'm saying? Because I yeah. don't know if I don't know if the I, I know A.I. Hey, can make a great song. I don't know if it loves its own song. But wow. I know that I can relate to somebody else loving. I don't, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing I just know. So if I, I can put that I, I actually love each one of these songs, you're going to know that because I'm only giving you five right now to like give y'all the opportunity to feel how I feel, yeah. do it again, do it again. And we got them. You know what I'm saying? We've we been had them all stacked up. It was really just we really wanted it to be magnified. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm I'm proud of this rollout. I love this rollout.
0: Man, you guys are killing it. And you tweeted that there are some Easter eggs from your original EP, Robots. So I was just listening to that album. And I mean, ironically, the song's called So Many Feelings, but it's an album called Robots. And it's like, I feel like you're really pushing that narrative that, I mean, there are things that AI can make easier in life and things that it can help fasten the process. But there's something about that storytelling and that real human element that AI can't mm-hmm. tell the, the intricacies of a story the same way a human can talk about when they're painting a picture.
1: Yeah, and and uh, it's 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 just the love, bro. It's just like the as a certain feeling. Like I say, I I think AI can do really great things, and I love AI personally. Like we do, just dropped the AI video for Blacklight. Like, it's not completely AI, but the dude did manipulate it. You know what I'm saying? But like, so we love the tool, but it's like at the end of the day like knowing that somebody there it matters to me knowing that somebody's behind it matters to me yeah because it's like okay cool at the end of the day we are we do have to have like some type of grasp that we this is a human experience and not just like like the we weren't put on earth just to get money like do we love getting money hell yeah (laughs) but like we we wasn't put here just to count numbers yeah like and you know what i'm saying that's really all that is like we we more than that We, we we experience all these other parts of ourselves fully so let's just fully experience that through the art
0: I think that's a big thing. I mean, I have the same perspective on AI because the fun part of for music specifically, it's hearing a song and going, how the hell did someone think of that? And it's like, it's, they're the same as me. They got the same heart. They got the same skin. They got the same everything as me. And their brain creatively thought of that idea. And something about just AI kind of ruins that concept. It's like, oh, a machine made that. But something like hearing your album, mm. and it's like these two dudes got in a room and they thought of these ideas and they fleshed them out.
1: Yeah, and it's something inspiring about that because let's say you, even if you don't make music, just knowing that like I feel like something got to highlight the power of like our thinking to inspire each other to just think better. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm if I'm a chicken, I do like I made dresses or whatever. Like I hear I could hear like a hard ass song. and I'm like, damn, he really went so hard on his song. Like I feel like my mind is this strong, but just in this way. Yeah. So like I feel like that's gonna be that's forever important for us to like have that element, have that human element for like just to keep us purposeful, bro. Like, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, we gonna all, you know what I'm saying? If, it, if we just give up every element of ourselves to that shit, then it, we will just end up being batteries for them, like, yeah. in the Matrix.
0: I know you're, you're a big Matrix guy, and I also know <laughs> I know you're a huge Snoop Dogg fan. I know that the way that he goes about diving into different genres of music and his business acumen, that really inspired you. What did it mean to get the man himself on the new EP?
1: Snoop was great. He did he did that a long time ago actually, that feature a minute ago. It was right after we met him, uh, for the we did one of them um like flat football games. Yeah. Like celebrity flat football games. But uh he did that verse, easy peasy. He he did it like I said, another artist who's like way too professional for me. Did that <laughs> shit hella fast, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying, knocked it out. And then um he like uh He's on the EP that I, I that song Osmosis is also kind of inspired by him like the way he did uh this, the sexual seduction song yeah. when I first approached Osmosis that's what I, that's what that like kind of time I was on I was like let me do something that's like I want to do something that's like super electric wavy melodic you know what, yeah. what I'm saying so like that's why I, I love having both of those on the same thing even though he he probably I don't even know he probably didn't even hear Osmosis but <laughs> I know he'll fuck
0: Well, I feel like on my Twitter timeline, Osmosis is the one I'm seeing the most talked about. Because first off, people are acting like you don't sing. And they're like, whoa, he can sing? You've been singing. We know over here. And I mean, your voice, it's something about the Atlanta accent. It just, I love it. But is it weird when a song, well, I mean, that song you teased a couple months ago. And so it seems like fans really liked it. Mm -hmm. But I know a song like Lie to Me was a song that you guys were surprised by. That was like, oh, this song is really connecting with fans. So mm-hmm. I go through the same thing with, I can tweet something, and I'm like, this tweet will be a banger from, the, from a podcast episode. It doesn't do well. And sometimes I, tweet, I tweeted, um, I'm listening to this Mick Jenkins album for the first time, and they got like a thousand likes, and people are commenting. I'm like, why the hell did that tweet? Is it, why is that the one that took off? So how do you like, kind of deal with that, like the expectation, like I think this song's going to be the one, and it doesn't hit, or that random song is like, mm, oh. I,
1: personally, I never think none of them going to be the one, because I'll just love, I'm, like I told you, bro, I'm really a nerd with this shit. Yeah. I like every song the most, except for the songs I don't like. If I don't, like, I'm I'm like super, like pass or fail with shit. Like yeah. if I don't like a song, I hate it. If I if I love a, if I like it a little bit, I love it all the way. You know what I'm saying? So like, I I, I you know what don't saying we have a few on every project that I'm not found of, but it's a lot of lot more that I'm like, man, I I don't care what's gonna be the one. But I also know that you know in our climate, the fans choose, bro. Like we haven't been. The radio and all that shit hasn't yeah. chosen a, a hit song in forever, bro. I like it be what like even before even before motherfucking TikTok, when it was like niggas posting their songs on IG, when it was going shit was going viral on Twitter, she was going viral on Vine. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like you go all the way through history, of the internet, this shit low key been since the internet been booming. It's been controlling what the hit is. Yeah. So like that's why you can't even like that means it is the most that's probably the most democratic thing in the country that actually is democratic. It's music. Like motherfucking. People choosing what's the banger, like, fast. So, like, that's why you know, you know what I'm saying? Oftentimes it's true. Like, when you see, like, a artist like Kevin Gates or, like, young boy. Yeah. Or, like, these, like, Louisiana artists who, like, you don't really hear them on the radio ever, but you know they're... Popping. The giants. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how you know, like, people are selecting that. Yeah.
0: Well, I feel like the classic Twitter thing for maybe older people is, like, oh, that song's not getting played at the club, though. That's, it's not 2000 anymore. Like, that that's not how we judge a song. Like, yo, Cole's not getting played at the club. Yeah. Who get? Who cares? <laughs> he doesn't make music for the
1: club. I like a fuck, bro. Like it's so many, it's so many people now. Like it's so many just people on Earth, people with access to things. Like it's not, it's not even the same scale of thought no more. Yeah. But it was a time when, like, like my dad generation, like, yeah, it's gonna go crazy on the radio, if it's gonna go crazy in the club. It's like, yeah. like, that's not even enough places for me to go crazy. Like, <laughs> I prefer going crazy on a movie, a video game, a motherfucking, you know what I'm saying? The internet and something else, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah.
0: I mean, we're in the era of like niche music now and niche communities. So, I mean, that is that thing. We're not getting superstars anymore, which I think is fine. I think it's better to build these communities and like Dreamville and Earthgang has built this strong ass community that if people might not compare you to like bigger artists who are doing arenas, but you guys are selling out every tour. Like there are people that love what Earthgang brings.
1: Yes. But the goal, I think that's my ultimate goal still though, is to to do arenas. You you guys um, got it. I I think it'll happen, but that's really been my only goal. Like, I ain't even—I don't give a fuck about like. I mean, awards are nice, not not really tripping on them. They don't really like mean as much, and (laughs) I don't even really tripping on like, like the number ones and shit like that. Which I know that would probably piss my management off me saying that, but (laughs) like, I don't really be tripping on chart placement and all that shit. I give a fuck, but like, I don't. At the end of the day, I guess that's necessary to to do what I want to do. But like, I we we built our a lot of our community on touring. So, like, we did, like, circuit after circuit yeah. after circuit, like, bigger rooms every time. So, like, I'm just like, man, to me, that's like a video game. Like, we just, like, we level up every time we do that shit, and I'm just trying to get to the level of arenas, and I'm like, yeah, no, I killed this shit. Like, I'm be, I, that that's what, I, that's what I, like, ultimately want to do.
0: Yeah, I'm the type of fan who, I'm really into, like, the live side of the industry, and I'm the type of guy who's, like, trying to see what venue guys, people are coming to in Philly, because, like. I'm very, like I swear I'm from outside of Philly. So it's cool like, oh, they were performing at this arena, but now they're going to the Fillmore. Oh, and now they're getting up to the Met. And it's cool seeing artists that I love slowly climb up those ranks of going from the club shows to the little bigger ones, to maybe like a pavilion. And I mean, you guys are known for having the best shows. So you guys you guys put that effort into it no, I, and it's showing.
1: Yeah, it gets better every time we go out. We just gotta keep building. That's all, you just can't stop. So you guys,
0: I mean, you're a huge comedy fan.
1: And we're gonna talk about the
0: Jim Carrey song in a second. But you made a song where you guys had Adam Sandler be a huge inspiration for you. And the man himself saw the video and responded. What did that mean for you, for the Waterboy himself, to appreciate you guys emulating that? That's still
1: right? that's still one of the, one of my favorite moments, bro. I ain't gonna hold it's you, crazy. Bro. like I can't believe, I can't believe, I can't believe that shit, bro. Like that shit was hella cool, and I and I, I always watched like every Adam Sandler movie as a kid. Like I watched all of them, even the ones that were not that far. Like the one where he like played his own sister. Was like, where, where <laughs> Jack in Jail, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But like I I just fuck with him, and I I fuck with like that type of like I fuck with people who I could just see like a raw talent in, and like yeah. they just they did it. And they and I also fuck with the fact that he like even though you know what I'm saying they Michael Vick fucked it up, Adam Sandler stayed with the homies. And he brought the homies with him, and I super fuck with that. Yeah. That's the type of person I definitely am. That's how we started this Billy It was all based on, like, yo, these, me and my niggas, like, I'm, when we first went on tour, he was like, we not going on tour unless my roommate's coming with me type shit, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, we, I fuck with Adam Sandler for being like that.
0: And I feel like there's a there's a, there's a comparison in there for how comedic actors are sometimes really good at drama roles because there's so much drama involved in comedic acting. And I think you're someone in your writing style. You have very funny lines. But then you also have the realest lines I've ever heard. And I think there's just some similarity there. I mean, do you think that's kind of inspired by those like comic legends who are able to get into those oh, serious movies? Yeah, yeah, like
1: like I'm inspired I mean, I'm inspired by rap for sure, but I'm inspired by like Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, you know what I'm saying? Bernie Mac, you know what I'm saying? Like I think about them when I'm in the studio, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I'm making I'm making music. I'm I probably have some some of that type of shit on, you know what I'm saying? While I'm making music like some stand-up or like some goddamn like a like a Portlandia or like yeah. a, one of them most good comedy shows. Like I'm always having some. I, I keep a very uh, Joker like environment. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like like the Joker. <laughs> when I'm <in> this
0: <laughs> so to get into Jim Carrey, I mean the song's hilarious, and you posted that to celebrate the uh, followers on Twitter. And I love I love how active you are on social media because you are hilarious, and post wild right. post some wild shit on there, and. My One of my favorite movies of all time is The Truman Show. It honestly might be the favorite movie I've ever had. So, so, I, so, it's crazy. It's crazy. And you have these albums recently that are talking about robots and kind of the future. So this conversation isn't really about AI. But I feel like we're seeing kids grow up and their lives are kind of The Truman Show because you have these parents that are videotaping every single second and posting it to the internet. And it's just kind of weird. And I feel like we didn't learn anything from The Truman Show, like how that can mess someone up. And you're a dad yourself like what do you feel about yeah, that
1: we're gonna see we're gonna see a whole different generation of motherfuckers with that shit bro but so crazy is like my son i don't post him like crazy i post him every now and then i have like no problem posting my son but like i don't post him like i'm not like oh he don't have like a page i don't let him do social media yeah. i don't let him like even you know what i'm saying he don't have he's not logged in into nothing but roblox <laughs> but like motherfucking he even still all his favorite shit he likes to watch is youtubers so like when he plays video games, nobody's watching him at all. He be like, "Hey guys, so today we're gonna." and He just talked like he already hosting, yeah. and I'm like, "Bro, nobody's even in here." <laughs> like, it's not practice. Like, that's just it's like yeah, but like that's what I'm saying. He the fact that he even has like a host part of his brain, you know. What I'm saying? I feel like most kids have that now, and that's yeah. some crazy thing to even think about. Like <laughs> it's kind of like when <laughs> they all have like they all have a like in case i'm being watched this is how i act yeah part of my brain just in them that shit is crazy
0: that is really interesting it's like truman when he's talking to the mirror and he's drawing the, the space helmet and they're like does he know and they're like oh he's just talking to himself because that's just like what his personality was like
1: but i see kids do that shit all the time bro like they would be like oh hey so today we're gonna and i'm like it's like y'all, y'all hosting like a youtube tutorial like at all times yeah <laughs> like,
0: it's crazy but what's also crazy is that you are coming out soon with your first solo album how at the moon this Ooh. this thing is crazy it is featuring so many amazing artists that we're about to get into including chris patrick De- Deonta hitchcock marco plus all them atlanta new jersey boys shout out to chris you got flame on there i mean dude tell me about the process this is the first time coming out with a solo project what does that mean to you mm-hmm. why does this feel like this is the time
1: i also got my boy big cup on there from uh, tennessee He's nice. Uh, who else? Benji's on there. Benji's on meow. Um, <laughs> meow's a funny ass song. Yeah, it's a breakup song. It's heartbreak. It's meow. Yeah, but like the cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, that was that was a that was a fun album to make, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. That was the most fun I ever had making music. Like not just not just. I had a lot of fun making like Maryland. Maryland was like super fucking fun to make. So like. I really didn't think I could have that much fun making making an album again because we was all over the place on Mirrorland. We was on tour. We did a lot of shit in L.A. We was like we was watching a lot of crazy ass shit. Mirrorland was crazy as fuck to me. and but uh, it felt kind of like that again, just even more untethered on like the sense of like more my mind could go. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about. I never just thought about nothing but my life story before, mm-hmm. honestly, you know what I'm saying? I never put that much, like, a lot of my shit be, like, quirky shit, cool lines. I put some story in where I can, but, like, I never went to, like, a place where I'm, like, really, like, each song is very connected to some truth, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Very connected to some, like, who I who I am. So that shit felt good as fuck to make. I made it with my friends, you know what I'm saying? I didn't get, like, a bunch of, like, I didn't try to get all the, all the most viral and, and biggest producers. I made it with my dogs. So that felt really good. All the instruments is real, you know what I'm saying? The French horns, the guitars, the motherfucking, like, we, we was really taking it. You know what I'm saying? Of course, we going crazy with the drums and shit, 808s and all that shit. But, like, a lot of that shit, a lot of instrumentation, harps, I had people pull up to the hood and record this shit. Like, most of this shit was did on the south side with my friends. So, like, I think, and it's just a lot of, it's, it's a lot of just sentimental, yeah. like, unfinished projects that I never, I was, I was like, if I, if I'm going to do one, then I'm going to do one like this. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm game for life, but I was like, if I'm gonna ever do a project that's like, that's like my project, I'm gonna be like as sentimental as possible and mm-hmm. like really like, you know what I'm saying? Put all put all my feelings into it. Um, it was inspired by like Tarantino movies and like the death of my cousin. He just passed last last winter. Sorry to hear that. And yeah, no, I was like it's like all the pieces. I got so the first song plot twist. Mm-hmm. That's a sample of my father. He uh he was a he was a musician back in the eighties. He had like a he had like a bunch of like demos he never would let me hear, and then, or he couldn't find them. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then my mom found them one day and she was like, "Yo, I, I just I was cleaning out this shelf yeah. and found this box of tapes. You want them?" Dad was pissed. And I was like, "What?" But she got them digitized and she gave me a hard drive, and you know, I started the mom for that because she took the extra stuff. Yeah, and then I, thought, I got the hard drive. It uh put that shit in my computer. Me and Nacho was like, we was in LA first playing them, we was like, oh shit. And we immediately chopped that shit into a hard ass beat. So like each each song got like pieces of my actual like DNA in it, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like my son's on the intro, my daddy on the first song, you know what I'm saying? Like you know I'm, saying? I'm playing with like, you know what I'm saying, I'm tying the generations with this shit. So it just felt really good to me.
0: I love that, and you can feel that in the album. You feel the fun that you were having you can feel like this was like the best time you were having in your life, but you can also feel this. I played,
1: I played it for Chris though. He was like, bro, you sound so free. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, That's hilarious, bro. But I really was, I just, I never made a project where I was like, I don't care what nobody think about it. Like zero people, like no people at all think about this shit. Yeah. Like we, it was always something. Cause like we always, you know, we getting compared to the Dreamville squad getting compared to other, you know what I'm All that shit was yeah. in there. And I was like, you know what, bro, fuck all that shit. And just have an album where I really said, fuck all that shit. That's, how I, that's why I feel so strong about it. I'm like, I know, you know, whatever they do, I, I made what I love. And I was like, that's, that's fine as hell, bro.
0: I think a lot of artists can learn from you saying that because you're someone who they aspire to be at that level. And they're thinking about maybe the gimmicks they can do on the album to get to that spot. And you're like, nah, I'm making music. And we were talking about this before we started recording. You're a student of the game. So you weren't trying to just get the big name feature. You mess with these people. And because of the current yeah. environment we're in, you can make music with anyone in the world. So what is your process for knowing which artist to bring on a song and kind of some of the stories that came together bringing these artists on your album?
1: Um, some For some specific, for some it's like, I can't, I can't add like everything specific. Like yeah. I never, I, ne- I didn't even know who Cup was until the day we made that song, but he's the second verse on Debo. He went crazy. I love that verse. Debo is
0: whew. Deontay
1: and Hitchcock
0: on that beat. Oh, Lord. Yeah,
1: Deontay went crazy and D- and and look and don't say Debo went crazy and Cut <laughs> went crazy. Big Cup, He from he from Tennessee. I want to say Chattanooga, and they pulled up him. And, he pulled up with YG Tut, and Tut is my dog. So me and Tut was making something, and then we was, we just put up that beat. And he was like, "Man, I ain't, he only he only had rap like twice ever before. Like he was really? like brand new to rap." Yes. That's crazy. (laughs) He was like, man, I don't really do this shit. He was like, like, but I got some shit wrote down. I was like, man, put that shit on there. I ain't even asked him. I ain't even asked him. And then he went and did that shit. I was like, I was was like, that was just like miraculous, nigga. Like, you could have fucked that shit all the way up. But he sounded so strong on the song. I was like, nah, bro, keeping that verse. And then I got them, put my shit on there right after that shit. But that was like a one take for everybody type song. Like, everybody was in there at the same time. We all just rushed into this studio. And niggas was just like you know what I'm saying. He was just going, just making, just making shit. We made the beat was made at the same time as the verses was wrote, and like niggas just did that shit. Like that, that was one of them. And that's why I love that song. But like a song like like what's the, the Chris Patrick song? Dirty, yeah, jobs. dirty Job. Like I made, I had made Dirty Jobs for a while before Chris even hopped on it, and I sent. It to, he was he was he, he was like early to my mind though. I ain't gonna hold you, a peep, but people when I when I first made it, I was like, man, he would probably float on this shit, yeah. and then I sent it to him. He sent me some bullshit about a writer's blog. and I'm like, nigga, Yeah, I was like, man, it's always, you you don't even gotta do much. You be like, I, I think that was just probably him overthinking. Cause I'm like, bro, if you if you like tiptoe in, in your raps, it, it still go, cause you have a, like a cleverness that like yeah. other niggas just don't have. Bro. So it's like, nigga, that you already kind of barring up, like even when you're not barring up. Yeah. So it's like. Chris, you should just go. Chris is just a smart-ass rapper. I don't know how to explain it. He, bro, yeah, he like, says bro, words. He, he, he I got to look, gotta, look up
0: on the internet. I'm like, what did that even mean?
1: He don't got to do much for it to be for it to be better than most niggas. So it's like, bro, don't even, you know what I'm saying? Don't even trip. And, he, and then he came back to me a couple weeks later, and he sent me that shit. And I was like, yeah, bro, this is it. And then them strings, all that shit on that shit, that's real. I, I was literally paying musicians out of my pocket, like, pull up. What you doing today? Boom, yeah. boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? I I catch you up. Just play on this shit today.
0: You can like, you can hear the like live instrumentation, tubas, French on horns, all that shit. I mean, you guys have always been big on that, including the instruments on there. And you, it, there's a different feeling. You can tell when it was played live. You can hear the drums sometimes. You can hear the horns, yeah. and I mean, that's got to be brought back into music. We need more of it.
1: Yeah, I, I fuck with this shit, bro. It just make it feel just like more cinematic to me. Like I really was trying to make like a like I said, it was inspired by Tarantino, bro. I was trying to make a movie soundtrack, bro. Like even when it, even as I like, as I like pitched it around the folks to like get it out, mm-hmm. which you know what I'm saying that that's where we at with it. I'm like, I'm like, this is a movie. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it sounds like uh, an album, but it's, it's a movie. I didn't go too deep into story detail, but I wanted people to like take their own story away from like listening to that shit blended with a few skits.
0: Yeah, I was talking to Suave about this on our last episode, but it's something about storytelling that the audience might not connect to the literal story you're telling. But there's a deeper emotion that they can always connect with. I think that's the important part. Cause we we obviously all have different experiences, but there's an underlying emotion yeah. that anyone can talk about and feel. Yes.
1: Yes. And that's I think that's what's the most important. I think when people start getting too like analytical, like, well, what was his the story then? What was his story? It's like you missed the whole fucking point, bro. Yeah. Like go just go listen to it with like a like a different sense of yourself. Like just chill. And like, appreciate something for once. (laughs) That's it.
0: And every every song and album has a different setting that can be... You can get a different meaning. So I was saying, I was listening to this album in the gym. So maybe when I'm listening to it at the gym, I'm getting more hyped to the song and the beat and the chorus. But when I'm listening in my room Mm -hmm. and I'm just putting my headphones in, it's like, oh, that's when I'm really noticing the instrumentation and the deeper lyrics and the story to it. I mean, that's the fun part about music. It's like anywhere you are, you can get a different meaning from it.
1: Hell yeah. What's your oh, yeah.
0: what's your favorite Tarantino movie?
1: Shit, I mean, you gotta say The Kill Bills one and two, but because that's really I ain't gonna hold you. That's his that's his man-mope. That's like his favorite. It's that's like his like best work to me. But it's not my favorite favorite. My favorite that I just enjoy watching over and over again is Inglourious Bastards. Facts, but. I fuck with that, uh I fuck with Django Heavy too. It just take a long time for me to get through Django sometimes. Yeah. But like that opening scene. I will watch the Glorious Bastards over and over, bro. <laughs> Au
0: revoir. Shoshana. That that opening scene is the craziest scene of probably movie history.
1: Yeah. And uh what's the other one he he? Oh, um I do like Pulp Fiction. It comes on a lot, so I feel like I've seen that more than like the rest of them. Yeah. But yeah, I like Pulp Fiction. It's a fun movie to watch. I
0: think Django is my number one and then Inglorious Bastards number two. I just Jamie, yeah. there's so many lines in it and the act. It's just crazy. Them boys. Nah, Django
1: is great. I ain't watched it in a minute. It might be time to rewatch Django. It's still, yeah. <laughs> <triangle before. laughs> it's still February. I watched Django. It's still February. Yeah, you got to
0: celebrate. Now I want to get into um, your writing style. One of my favorite lines from you ever is, I'm over my lyrical phase. I'd rather be potent. So before we really dive into it, I want to know what that line means to you when you wrote it.
1: Shoot, man. I... I think I don't know. I'm always kind of being like, kind of winking at the camera. I always feel like yeah. when I'm rapping, I'm like Jim from the office. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, can you believe this shit? Like I'm always on like, can you believe this yeah, shit? Like breaking the fourth kinda, wall. Kind of, yeah. Fourth wall breaking path with the with my lyrics. So I think that was kind of just me just winking at the fans because I, I I see what people say. You know what I'm saying? They be like, if you never really like listen to our. Like you gotta listen to, unfortunately, <laughs> you gotta listen to a whole project to really get what we yeah. do. So it's like if you only heard like a song or two, you would think like, okay, well, nah, the song I heard that nigga was doing a lot of rapping. That's what they are. Checked out, you know what I'm saying? And that's fine, you know what I'm saying? To each his own, and however you find it, find it. But I was, I just that was me winking to like the audience, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I don't even, I don't even got nothing that lyrical to say. I did all that shit, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I didn't, I wasn't even necessarily trying to be lyrical before. I think I just. I think I'm just enthusiastic. Like, I think I'm (laughs) enthusiastic. There's a a
0: difference between, like, lyrical miracle type stuff where it's just kind of fitting syllables, which I feel like is a different thing than lyrical rap. Like, that's an even higher... Like, different... There's a different word for that. I don't know what to call it. But, like, that's not what you've ever been. You're not just filling syllables for the sake of filling syllables.
1: But I, like... Nah, bro. I really just... Like I say, it's fun as hell to me. I'm just trying to be... I'm just trying to out-clever myself in my mind. Like, you know what I'm saying? I I don't be trying to, like... Show nobody what I could do, you know what, what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I never had that intention.
0: I'm not sure if you've ever gotten this comparison before, but I was trying to think about like how your lines remind me of, and I feel like it's kind of like Hove, where it's still a bar and it's still clever, but there's something so real about the line that you're like, oh shit, like that's real, like it's not just a punchline.
1: Uh, I'm gonna say this: Hove need a song with me, bro. Yo, Hove, we need a song. Hove, I know you're watching this podcast. Hove. Come on. And I know you be watching everything. Yeah, he, I know you see y'all. He just linked up with Schoolboy awesome.
0: Q. Come on, link up with Doc.
1: Oh, if he heard the album, Hov will lose it. Yo, get I need Hov,
0: on, Hov. Hov on on Debauchery. Can we, get, can we get him on there with
1: Marco? That would Maybe be spaz, crazy. Man. That would be crazy. I wasn't even thinking of that one, but that actually would be insane. Man, Hov, what's up? Yeah. I know you see this. <laughs> Uh, let's just get the whole shit out of the way. I've noticed... <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate that.
0: I've noticed a trend in your in some of your lines. This is something I've noticed. That you've had a lot of lines about God. So I'm going to read a couple off for you. Some of my favorite of all time. Um, only God can judge, and that's only if he still give a fuck, which is on the same song that we were just referencing, I'm Baptized. Um, mm-hmm. I ain't God, but I'm out here killing shit regardless. On the new album, you said that. Um, they call me crazy because I understand God's humor. So I feel like there's a lot of... I don't know how to describe it because you have this whole thought process about robots in the future, but then you're also kind of having these thoughts about God and maybe he's not like always supporting us and thinking, but tell me about why that's seems to be a common thing that you wrap it up. I
1: definitely believe God exists. I definitely believe that there is a presence and a force that is like, that is like the reason we all exist. Mm-hmm. So that's enough, that's enough to be considered God for me. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? I don't care if it's like in this world, it's a two year old girl, you know what I'm saying? It could be, you know, what I'm yeah. Some, you know what I'm saying? It could be something damn near significant in this world. But whatever it is, there is a guy. So I know it is. And I, I know for that reason, you know what I'm saying? It's always kind of in my mind. But like I say, I, I also am a futurist. You know what I'm saying? I believe in like, you know what I'm saying? I believe in like the the singularity that's probably, I, people say it's coming. I feel like it's happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'd be like, you know, this is, what do you mean it's coming? Like what do you, what do you do without you know what I'm saying yeah. so I feel like and I also feel like this is not even to go into my little geeky theory but I also feel <laughs> like I get into it motherfucking I feel like the internet and like this stage of technology that we in right now is subconsciously man's attempt to create his own God to create God on earth cause we wanted to create something that's like that sees everything and knows everything and we wanted to believe that so bad that we was like yeah. Like, why else do we even have this shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm like, I feel I, that's just a theory. I, I, I feel like subconsciously. I get it. The technology around us exists. Like, the reason we can do this right now is because we wanted to see God so bad. So I think futurism, man, it's like where futurism in the past kind of like, mm-hmm. they, they complement each other.
0: I think humans naturally like to have answers to things, and it scares us when we can't explain stuff. So kind of to that point, if we're building these things, we have an explanation of how it was created. Oh, it was, it was us. Exactly. Like, we're a God right now. But yeah, there's those moments where we can't explain shit and it's nice to be like, no, maybe there's an outside figure that is drawing those forces to that. Mm -hmm. But to get more into your your writing style, how do you think that's changed over the albums as you've grown up? Because maybe you were talking about some more random stuff in the beginning, than mixtapes. I mean, you guys have always been very potent with your raps. But how do you think you've kind of transformed?
1: Um... I don't know I I think I mean a big one obviously is touring for years and years and years on end like that shit will make you see what's hitting for one thing you gonna see it yeah. right in somebody's face like which is working and you naturally you know what I'm saying you're gonna like naturally tailor your shit to more to get more of those moments to get more of the good moments out of the crowd so like that shit is like a big thing that like evolves your yeah. whole flow that's like the first thing if you ain't never went out on the road then you probably gonna rap like your bedroom raps forever you know what I'm saying like I feel like even like like one of my favorite artists is YoungBoy. I studied that nigga like diligently, bro. That nigga's amazing, but he ain't never really did no like, cause cause that nigga's situation. He never did no like big ass tour. Yeah. I know when he do that, shit gonna be crazy because everybody gonna be like, this might be my chance to see. So like, but I but I promise if he do another one, the nigga music gonna change a little bit mm-hmm. just cause he gonna be like, okay, shit. You know what I'm saying? Even if you even if you don't really give a fuck, you kind of give a fuck because yeah. it's like you do want, like them. You want the moments when you on stage to like it feel different in person, bro. It's, yeah. like, it's not like you care about the nigga comments, but you do care about like when you in person, like feeling that energy it make you perform harder.
0: Yeah. I mean, made, it made Kanye make graduation. He came into it like I want to make some stadium music. He kind of he yes, went on the road for those tours and team. he knows he's like, oh, I know what I can make that will make a stadium go crazy.
1: Yeah, you like learn that shit as you go, as you travel. What are some songs
0: by you guys that you kind of made thinking when I go on tour, this one's gonna go off? I feel like Ghetto God's this song a... is a crazy one.
1: Um, yeah, that one, that one did it. Uh, that one was fun. Um, what's the song? I don't know, man. Let's, let me think. Yeah, you think about our. You got to go through yeah, own discography. I <laughs> yeah, I said yeah. It's a lot of songs I know. Um. I mean, Up Goes Hard. A surprise one, but, but I kind of felt it is uh, Run It Up we did with Snake Hips. Yeah. That song be turning up any crowd. It don't matter what kind of crowd it is. That shit always goes. Um, what else? Definitely the Ghetto Guys song. This side, like that whole explosion at the end of yeah. this side was purposeful as fuck. We definitely did that shit yeah. after yeah. being on tour. <laughs> that beat change. Uh, yeah. Up even. Mm-hmm. Like for real, for real, we can go far back as Up because yeah. like, we just got off tour with like, you know what I'm saying, probably after the TDE tour type shit, like, you know what I'm saying, we were still very early in our career, but like, we, we, we started our touring with like, you know, TDE yeah. was Soul Shot and Isaiah and SZA and all them, like before they were Soul, Isaiah, and SZA, you know, yeah. in the way we are today type shit, like. Well, let's get but like, let's
0: get more into the touring and how you guys have changed. I mean, you've, like you said, you started with Ab Soul, maybe those smaller venues, You've opened for gorillas, You've gone on your own headlining tours, which is like, mean, these are all different types of experiences. But let's start with the Ad Soul tour because we were talking to Suave last week and he was talking about how he learned how to do breath control from JID and getting those lessons of knowing how to strategize the set list. What were some things maybe you learned on that first
1: tour from Soul? Boy, what, let me tell you a couple things. One, immediately, I want to say it might have been our second show. so. Had like, I didn't even know he was watching this. But immediately, like our second show, he had like so many notes. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> like he broke us down with like so many ways, bro. Like that was our first time really on the road. Before that, we had only done like uh, like local Atlanta shows yeah. type shit. We had them shit. jumping. We definitely had them shit. That was like a crazy time. Just like ah, but like motherfucking, this nigga saw what have us. Like he he was like, bro, y'all got to think about you know saying who gonna say what. Y'all gotta have some better shit to say in between y'all songs. Yeah. Y'all gotta got them like, you know what I'm saying? Pick pick up with this nigga, you know what I'm saying? Do this verse. Y'all should say this line together. Like, I was like, bro, you he had intricate details yeah. of like notes. So like he just made us, you know i saying? We was already taking it serious, but he made us like, we was like, no, we gotta take this shit. Like, we gotta do this shit, bro. Cause these niggas, you know what I'm saying? For one thing, we was on that tour by the skin of our teeth, bro. Like we had quit jobs and shit to go on that tour. We didn't have no nothing, bro. Mm-hmm. Like we was in a van, we didn't have shit. Like we was performing in our and like what well, we slept in the night before sunday we just keep going just to just be on that shit bro that shit was that shit was very fucking difficult but we wanted that shit so bad we was like bro I hope these niggas don't kick us off but so <laughs> had like notes bro and i was like okay i respect it bro I was like appreciate that i think the <laughs> the thought of
0: like so i interviewed chris after his show on sob's the other week and my voice was gone when i was interviewing him and he was chilling and I've always like just wondering because your music the mix of singing and rapping and it's the breath control is crazy. How do you guys? How do you not lose your voice?
1: I don't know the first, so that tour I did lose my voice. That's the only tour I ever lost my voice on because I I'm I'm notorious for going crazy on stage. But motherfucking that tour, me and G. So G came on that tour with us. Like I say, Gia was my roommate back then. Yeah, just doing we meditate. Like, <laughs>
0: He's coming. Yeah, up. we
1: didn't we didn't we didn't go nowhere without each other. So I, when we first got offered that tour, I was like, bruh. Like quit whatever you doing right now. Let's just go, yeah. bro. Like fuck this shit. So motherfucking, uh, we smoked like more weed than we ever smoked ever. Mm-hmm. Like we thought we smoked. We would be like we would be like throwing in on a blunt when we was at home. We got on the road and got so much weed for free just off being with TDE. <laughs> it was like it was ridiculous, bro. We was smoking so much, so much. I I definitely drive my whole like vocal cords out, and I was goddamn. I was, I was struggling for like half the tour. It was a good like two, three weeks. I couldn't say a word. I'm writing shit down. But now, I mean, it's a couple things I do. Like, I'll goddamn, I'll do like a shot of like a really, really, really spicy hot sauce. I'll eat wow. a pepper. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Spicy things do a lot. They clear up a lot, bro. Like, i eat something yeah. real. like I like a fresh, really spicy ass pepper. I'll just eat that That's shit interesting. before I go on stage. That shit works a lot. Motherfucking, I drink a lot of tea. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm a tea guy now. I'm being like, yeah. I'm like into teas. Like, yeah. I like learning. About tea,
0: <laughs> I mean Chris, Chris and Dende. They love throat coat tea. Someone they say they were drinking. Sure gonna- that shit
1: cool. I don't like the flavor of that shit. That throat coat shit be the flavor is kind of off for me. I be fucking with um uh, like a lot of goddamn. I still get my tea yeah. pack. We need, we need sponsors. we fucking with like a lot of teas from like places that don't really have yeah. a name. We need a sponsor so, like, for this show, got- so
0: like, we need to shout them out. We got th- we need that tea sponsor. <laughs> get that bag, right? I think it's pretty funny that there's always this like Dreamville TDE comparison or like v- putting you guys against each other, but there's so many similarities, obviously. I mean, it's just communities of such strong artists. And it's really cool to see that, I mean, Sir is on Robots and you got Still, uh, not, still Up, yet with You and Reason. That's one of my favorite hype songs ever. And I mean, what's, what is the relationship? How did that start? How did you even get on the Absol tour? And what does that relationship mean to you guys?
1: Nah, I, I fought with them boys over there, man. Re, uh, Reason and Sir, I fought with them niggas heavy. I, I super fought with Sir. I, I met that nigga a while ago. He always been like very solid dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we. I feel like I feel like some, at a point at that time, Top and Punch was like in touch with, in touch with our management, and it was like we need somebody that'll come basically on this tour for like next to nothing. And we was like, we we're just the guy. <laughs> <laughs> At the top. and like I said bro we, that shit was that shit was difficult but like it was worth it to us we was yeah. like bro this nigga you know what I'm saying Kendrick had just dropped something I don't know something that was going and like motherfucking Soul was going super crazy like the, all them niggas was cu- cute all them niggas was finally on all cylinders so he was like yeah we'll, we'll definitely you know what I'm saying right but then we built a relationship with them niggas like I'm, I fought with Zayah I fought with uh, I fought with car I fought with we got, we got a couple songs with him I mean, there they just, you know what I'm saying? We be in LA, niggas are kicking You know what I'm yeah. saying? That shit be
0: cool. I love hearing yeah. that. There's something about, maybe you'll relate to this because you have siblings and you're the oldest. I have two older brothers. Those are my best friends. I love just hearing about the relationship between people. For example, like the Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey podcast. There's something so interesting to me, just seeing two brothers interact. And yeah. I mean, I just love hearing about these relationships. I mean, you and Olu obviously being friends forever and- you and Jid and being roommates is, like, just hilarious here. Like, thinking, like, you guys were just, like, living in a house the same way anyone else is living with roommates. How, yeah. I mean, just tell me about those relationships.
1: Yeah, no, nah, I mean, it's, it's my daughters, bro. I met Olu. I met Olu in ninth grade. I met Jid, like, right after senior year of uh, high school. And, you know what I'm saying? It was like, we just we just connected. Me and Olu connected a lot in the beginning of our friendship on music. Like, first thing, I remember the first thing a nigga ever asked me, was like he asked me for like some C D or like some album or like some like I don't know, it was something he we was we was like starting to collect vinyls. We was like them niggas that would got like go to the record store yeah. type shit, like as kids, like type shit. So he was like he was asking me, that I have like a this and I was like, what? Like nigga you trying to test me? He was like I was like I got it on, I downloaded it. And he was like, no, do you got this? And he was like he was like having physicals. And then we just kinda like, I don't know, on some like music nerd shit, we just tapped in like that. Me and J tapped in on some like class clown shit. We was just like the two niggas that would just be saying outrageous shit in class. And then I was like, okay. And then what's so crazy? I, I, Jib was recording at this one spot that we were gonna record that too. We had the same engineer, and like I pulled up one day, Jib wasn't there. He was at football practice, and I ain't know him, but they he had just left and did a song. And then me and Olu just hopped on it, cause you know what I'm saying. It was too over. There was a lot of beat left. We just we just left, right on the song too. The niggas came back, like, who the fuck is these niggas on my song? <laughs> and then we realized, we connected later that we was like, oh, wait, you the same nigga that I be, like, I be seeing in class yeah. and shit, okay. Like, first it was like, nigga, fuck you. And then it was like, oh, no, I, I feel it, bro. Yeah. And then after that, we was, we, I think it's these, bro, like, through all the college, motherfucking, like, we was, that was my dog, bro. So, yeah. like, we, that's, that's just, a, that's just a, like a long time brotherhood type relationship, bro. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, we was sending pictures of babies and stuff to each other now, bro. <laughs> it's like,
0: I mean, going, going through you guys' interviews for, like, doing this podcast, it's just so fun seeing you guys, like, eight years ago or six years ago, all so soft-spoken, just kind of growing into yourselves, and now, obviously, just being so confident with the creations you made. I mean, you guys are all just killing it. It's so cool to see, as someone who's been a fan for... Since I was like fifteen, uh, that's 15. Cool. I never even thought
1: about that. That's dope, though. That is true, though. Yeah, I guess. I guess making a bunch of music and do that to you because yeah. you really, ain't nobody talk about it enough. How, how therapeutic this shit is. Like even if you don't believe me, your homie support that nigga music, bro. Because yeah. it, it's nothing else. He's he's. It might be saving his life, bro. Like for yeah. real. Like you, you gotta, you gotta. That shit be feeling great, bro. If, especially if you're doing it the right way. If you're really doing it for your for like what's inside you. Yeah,
0: that's the cool part about music. I mean, I I've made music since I was fifteen. And it's cool to go back to listen to music when I was 17 and I know the exact mental space I was in. Like you, I can get yeah, back into it. This is so it's kind of like having a personal diary, but instead of it's just reading words, you get to hear the songs you're making. It's like, oh, I still have that same issue. <laughs> still have that same confidence yeah, issue. Thanks. Thanks. It's a fun journey. Sorry to pull you away from the interview, but it's time to give a big shout out to Soundcentric's first sponsor ever, artist manager and entertainment executive, Ian Schwartzmann. Make sure to go check out Ian's new amazing Roll Call series. You can find it on all of his social media platforms right here. It shows artists and managers how to navigate the music industry with topics such as independent labels versus major labels, publishing versus licensing, and amazing topics like that. I've learned so much from it and have really enjoyed it, and I think you will too. Now back to the episode. But now I want to get into our weekly playlist title of the week this is a way for us to kind of highlight how we're feeling for the week, but also shout out an amazing artist that we've been bumping. So I don't want to put you in the spot because I know you're looking right now. But, Doc, who do we got? Who's highlighting the playlist?
1: Let me see. Um, What do I like right now? I like a lot of shit. Oh, I'll do this one song that was my favorite song last year, just so I feel safe with all the other stuff I'm listening to recently. Mid. Myd. It's a fun song, oh, though. M-Y-D? It's called The Sun. And this dude's name is M-Y-D Mid. Word.
0: I'm about to check that out. Yeah. For
1: me, the sun. That shit's hard.
0: For me this week, I'm going to shout out a friend of the show, Morgan Gold, singer from Chicago. Her new album, Mega La just came out. Experimental R&B. And she makes it all with her um, fiance. And she produces. And then Morgan sings. And they are crazy. And know what? they they You don't see rising artists always do an album rollout because maybe they're like, is it worth it? Is it worth the budget? I personally always think it is, and she has been killing always it, She's bro. killing her rollout. So shout out to Morgan. And I was watching the video for, what song of Robophodia? Uh, Blacklight. That's an interesting video. I mean, every single frame looks like it's AI. Obviously, you guys did that on purpose, yeah. and it feels like the, like the the robots are taking over and trying to learn. They got used trapped in with, like, the wires going in and out of it. Mm. I mean, you guys put effort into it. Yeah. I love it.
1: I, I love that video. I love that song. Uh, that was like a pandemic song for me. I made that shit like, I felt like it's eh, still pretty early into the pandemic. Uh, and I don't know, it wasn't that early, like, yeah. but it was like, the world wasn't just agreed that it was over yet. Yeah. So that, that was one of those songs I was just at the crib making. But yeah, I, I love that song, man. Shout out to Dish. He made that too. Like I say, same dude that made, uh, that made fucking, signed yeah. NBA, NDA, made Battery, He made fucking Blacklight. He got yeah. like a, he can make anything, bro. But uh, yeah, That's, I love that song and I I, I knew we knew when, when we put it out, we was like, it might be a slow burn because it's a different ass type song. But you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know. You might see that shit anyway. It might it yeah. might be on like a movie oh, or something. It might be on like a soundtrack or something.
0: It's crazy to me that you guys have these songs for so long. And like when you talk yeah. about it, because for us, like, we just assume that was made recently. And that's just, how do you keep it in the vault if you some love it so much? Some
1: are some And they'll, they'll be on the same project. It'll be a song we made last week with a song we made a few years ago. But it's like, if the sonics go together, then the sonics yeah. go together. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it don't, it don't matter when you was inspired to do it. But like, it, some of them, like I said, like, for example, I feel like we made like, like on the last one, we had made By Boucher, like right before we put it out type shit. But he's like, you know what, this this, this feels right here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just do it.
0: Now, I want to get into some Dreamville talk because... People who follow me know I'm obsessed with Dreamville. What you guys have built together and the community around it is amazing. And I want to start with the relationship with Cole because I saw Barry, your manager, Jid's manager, runs since the 80s. Shout out to, the, shout out to Barry. He tweeted that you guys specifically did not want the Cole placement on the first album. And Jid did that too, did not get a Cole feature on the first album because you guys wanted to build this name for yourselves first. Which I can imagine is really hard to do when you know you can get J Cole on your song. It's hard to put that off. But was that like an argument of, or was that agreement by you guys? Like let's let's hold off on that. I think it's better to build this name first.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that was a pretty effortless thought. Like I don't think we ever had like a like oh we need to get Cole <laughs> like you know what I'm saying like I, I with Cole. I'm a super fan of Cole and I'm constantly inspired by the way he lives his life. And the and the type and the type of way he releases his music. I'm constantly inspired by this nigga Cole. Yeah. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying, like th- you gotta do what you gotta do, you know what I'm saying? Like, Gohan ain't become Gohan until Piccolo left him on the mountain, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like we had to we gotta release, really, you know what I'm saying, step into your Saiyan power. And the only way to really do that shit is to be like, look, I'm here. That's why I feel like I'm even doing like another level of Super Saiyan, even doing my own thing. I'm like, you know what I'm saying, eventually you guys just be like, "Look, I'm here." Yeah. And think about what think, think what you want to think about it, but like this is what it is. Yeah. And so I think that I think I think we had that. I think we both had that attitude. We're going into Cole, been going into the project without Cole. But I would say we also both still were sending Cole hella songs, so <laughs> it might have just been like I don't know if he would have if he would have got on one of the ones that we were sending maybe earlier. Maybe we would have been like, eh. But I still feel like we would probably have held it off yeah. on it though, because I think that was like a it was definitely intentional to be like you know like earth games. it was no you know it was
0: a very smart idea and i know that absolute yeah. tours were the kind of the first time that cole started seeing you and jid and i know it wasn't initially like yo we want to sign you to dreamville it was kind of a come kick it come to the studio talk to me about this first kind of interactions with cole eeb and the people from dreamville
1: Nah, man uh they you know like i said they, they pulled up i feel like slick they had reached out some kind of way before we got on that tour they knew about us, obviously. To even come say what's mm-hmm. up, and Cole was there, like I said, on time. And when I mean on time, we was going on so early. A lot of people still had coats on and shit. Like it yeah. wasn't like <laughs> it was very. People didn't know sometimes that we was performing something in some in some cities. Like it was like we was going on early as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we was going on first. <laughs> and motherfucking
0: uh. lights still motherfucking
1: on. Yeah, yeah, everything. everything on. Like you know what <laughs> I'm saying? Need my drinks and food and shit. Like <laughs> motherfucking the Cole was in there. He seen the whole thing. And, like, I said, in that particular show, it was crazy because the, the music did fuck up. And we, like, recovered a bad moment. And he was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we that shit look. I guess, you know what I'm saying? Like, we wasn't scared. And niggas was like, nigga, we here? Yeah. And he was like, nah. So, he got them invited us to come kick it. And then ever since then, it's been like, I don't know, bro. It's been, it, it was it was very natural to sign it with Dreamville. It wasn't like, it didn't feel like, hmm, you know what I'm saying? What we going, you know what I'm yeah, saying? It. it was like, you know. We already over here, you know what I'm saying? Like we already at the crib, like. Yeah,
0: and I think the best part about Dreamville is that it was developed in a way where if you like one artist, you just you're just a fan of all of you guys, and the way you guys appear on each other's projects. But one of my favorite things of all time, it's my Roman Empire, it's Revenge of the Dreamers three. Just it's my favorite YouTube video of all time. I've watched it so many times, and we're coming up on five years, which is insane to me. to even like say that out loud. Yeah. I'm sure it's insane for you. Can you, can you give me some insight on those sessions? I think it was the smartest idea, the coolest idea, I think, in hip-hop history. Get all these artists for a couple days and just best producers, random NBA players.
1: Bro, <laughs> bro I want to say, bro, like fucking Chris Bosh and shit was in there, bro. Producing? Like yeah. It was, I, that shit was fucking crazy, bro. I still be thinking about that shit, like how crazy that shit was, bro. It was it was fucking chaotic, but it was it was a good time, bro. Niggas made a lot of music. It's still a lot of music, I'm sure, on some hard drive somewhere. From that shit, that who knows where it is? Because only a few songs (laughs) made the album, right? So like, who knows where all that music is? I can't. I'm probably Eve, but like, and maybe he'll just, you know, what I'm saying, do like a vault, a vault drop years from now, some commemorative shit. That maybe I don't know. I would wait ten if I'm gonna wait this long, but (laughs) (laughs) but like I don't don't know. But it, it was a lot of fucking music made. I know that much. It was like it was like you you gave. It was, like, instead of, like, just one dude in the 16th chapel, like, it's, like, you let every nigga who ever painted ever with a brush ever yes. in the whole town come into the chapel and paint the chairs and the pews and everything. Just, like, you know, crazy. That's a
0: That's a really good comparison, I think. And it's just <laughs> seeing you guys breaking down the ideas in the documentary and hearing, like, Buddy being, like, no, 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 we're going to cut the verse here and it's going to be... Like, we're smoking, but you got to stop You gotta stop rapping. And then seeing, like, Wells Fargo and you guys jumping around. Are there any more stories that were not caught on the cameras that are kind of like that, where you guys are just messing around these creative ideas?
1: That shit was such a blur, bro. Niggas, we wasn't sleeping. So, obviously, any. it's hard to remember anything in a period where yeah. we were sleeping. But that makes sense. <laughs> I remember, all I remember is we was being up at all hours of all. Like, it was 24-7. It was 24-7, bro. Like, it would be like some... Waves and flows, you know what I'm saying, where it might be a little quieter sometimes of the day, but for the most part, something was bumping the whole time, bro. So it was so many, like, and you never knew who you was going to see there. Like, every yeah. time I looked up, I was like, dang, who the fuck? Oh, what? Oh, <laughs> oh, everybody came, bro. It was crazy. I feel like Rick Ross might have pulled up at some point. Like, yeah. I feel like, hell, if you, I was like, I was, I was dead ass, bro. Like, I feel like some, like, people was pulling up that I was like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. This is not just, you know what I'm saying, dream of a session. <laughs> no, this is. It was Everybody. magnanimous, but it was a circus. It was like, it was like, I never, it was like, it was, honestly, I've never felt nothing that good in hip hop. Like, I've been to some award shows and some, like, things that felt, like, super not fun. You know what I'm saying? But like pure hip hop. That shit felt good. That shit felt good, and it felt pure, and it felt about the music. And that was the best thing about it. Yeah. Like, it felt like niggas was just there because they wanted to just cook up.
0: And you can, you can feel it, and in the video, it was cool as a fan, because some of the songs didn't make the first cut. And like hearing a song like "Still Up" in the documentary, I'm like, why didn't they drop that one? I need "Still Up." And then a year later, when it came out, it becoming like one of my favorite songs. I'm like, yes, like they dropped it. Or I'm um, still dreaming without. Uh,
1: I, I never know people like that song, but we don't never perform it. I never know people like. I, I know I went crazy on that verse. So I bought the verse. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. And you guys also dropped. <laughs> you dropped another Dreamville tape. Was it now two years ago? And I was literally just bumping it. That song with two chains is really one of my favorite songs. Like you guys spazzed on that.
1: that. Yeah, man, that was a good. That was that was fun. That was fun. That two chains, like I say, bro. I'm 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 off old net, bro. Like two chains from old net. I see, I see, I see a billboard with him and his son on it every day. My, like yeah. I I since I, he was titty boy, bro. No, low key. I seen two chains when I was like a youngin, bro. I seen the nigga. I seen the nigga. At the mall, bro. I feel like I got like a, like a, like a, like something. I seen a nigga when I was like a kid, bro. Like I seen a nigga, and I was like, yo. This, I fuck. He was Titty Boy back then. He was part of DTP, and I was a big Ludacris fan, mm-hmm. so I knew all of them niggas. Twenty Shauna Titty. You know what I'm saying? I, I fuck with. I fuck with the whole the whole gang. Lil' Fate. I was like really into that shit. I used, I used to buy like the Golden Grains EPs from little from little shop up the street from my crib. Like I was really like a like. DTP yeah, yeah. stand, bro. That's so crazy that I can even say that like but like that's true. So I was fucking with two chains way the fuck back. So doing that song with him, I was like, nigga. Yeah. I'm and blacking it, out. I'm blacking it, out. I ain't thinking about nothing. I don't wanna try and make no hook. And then I was like, man, I finna just go ahead and do my shit. And I killed that shit. When I came out, that nigga looked at me like, yeah, I was like <laughs> do it. that was like one of the few like bad moments I had where I was like a fan of the nigga that was actually like a fan, like for real. Like I was like, damn, I really fuck with this nigga shit. Like I listened to so much of your shit, bro. Like, fucking True Religion, all that shit. I'm geeking right now. I love hearing I this. Yeah, it yeah. is.
0: Nah, this is awesome because, like, people act, like, too cool to nerd out about the people they love. But, like, bro, that's what the shit's about. that man is a
1: genius, bro. That is a genius. That nigga's one of the greatest writers and he don't get enough credit for it because people think he's silly. But that nigga is a genius, bro. In a fruit like, fight, that, you can pick up a yeah. pair.
0: Oh, I love the flow. Again. Bro.
1: Bro, that nigga is one of the... Bro, he... I would say I'll put him up bar for bar with any rapper on the motherfucking planet, bro. That nigga too... I'd be like, nah I'm, I, like I said, I be inspired a lot when I, by him when I'm, when I'm making shit I be Like, yeah, it got to have some type of cleverness to it, bro. Like, it got to have, like, that nigga just clever. That shit fine.
0: So back to Revenge of the Dreamers 3, one of my favorite songs from you guys ever is Swivel. Was Swivel made in the sessions, and then how was that decided to be put on the album and then, like, wrote, like, from their upcoming album, Mirrorland? Because it was only your song and Middle Child that were songs from other albums that were put on there.
1: Yeah, so Swivel... Was a crazy song because Swivel was actually made way before the Dreamville sessions. <laughs> I want to say that shit was made, I want to say on the Mac Miller Tour. Um, and that was like like 16, maybe like 2016, some shit like that. We made that shit on the Mac Miller Tour. And we made that shit with Bink, the producer. That's a crazy ass song. Like that shit, for it's one amazing. thing, like I say, I, it's, it's based on a true story. It's based on, it's based on a, a very close friend of mine that passed when he was young. And uh, motherfucking, we made it in Virginia Beach. So Bink had a studio in Virginia Beach. <clears throat> and the spot had like, we didn't have no, also nowhere to stay in a lot of early tour dates. We would, have, we would just have, like, we either sleep in the car or sleep in the whatever yeah. and just keep pushing. So we. Motherfucking slept in that nigga studio. It had a concrete floor. I never forget it was cold as fuck. <laughs> slept in that nigga studio that night and made that song that night. And my voice was super like I had it caught a kind of cold. My voice was super groggy, but I was I like, I like it though. Uh, it's like the raspiness yeah, in the chorus. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then, yeah. When I did that shit, niggas was like, "Damn, bro, you blacking out." And I did that shit. That was definitely one of them one take ones. Like I just did that shit. I just did that shit. Yeah. And then motherfucking Olu came and did his verse and. When we, when we first played that shit for Cole, it was years later. And he was like, uh, damn, I was trying to, like, him and E, I think E made a decision. was like, yo, y'all trying to just put that shit on, on this? And he was like, okay. You know what I'm saying? He was going to put it on our album. Because we didn't know what, like, we was holding that song way too long. It was made, like, that was, but that, was when, that was like, one of them songs that, would, like, kind of make you feel like, damn, we, we might can make like, powerful music type it shit. Yeah. Like, it was one the, yeah, it was, like, the first, like, flickers of Super Saiyan, low-key. was, yeah. like, when you first, like, oh, shit. I might I might be able to achieve that shit. It's like okay.
0: It's another example so, like, we told this
1: moment another
0: example of you guys like having just like the pwn ass lyrics. Like I'm living life for the better. Fuck whoever got the nerve to try to tell me that I'm wrong. And just the way you say it, it's just that's really a perfect yeah. rap song to me. I can see why that was the moment where you're like, oh, we we do this shit. Like this is this,
1: yeah. That felt it, it felt like one of the ones just on like the strength of the type of song it was. It was so creepy and so and it felt like the moment like we was like I said it was Virginia Beach. It was foggy as fuck. Dark, you know what I'm saying, cold. We we made that shit felt like that. And then uh, my, my dog, my dog Mike, helped, you know what I'm saying, direct the video. That's another close friend of mine. Like, I love doing shit like that, bro. I love doing shit, like I say, with my people, like, putting them on, putting their art yeah. style on, and achieving something with it. Yeah.
0: And ego is obviously a huge thing in hip-hop. It's a very competitive genre. It's a lot of flexing in this genre. And something you two, you and Olu, have done is that every song that only features one of you says featuring Earth Gang which might seem like a small thing to do to you. But to me, I'm like, that's so much respect that you guys are so committed to the brand together that you're willing to do that. Is that a lot of forethought? Like we're, we're going to push the brand over our
1: our personal brands. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I can honestly say up until I started, you know, we, we both started working on, on our solo projects. It's been brand over everything. Mm-hmm. That's been the whole, that has been the whole point. That's been like the whole, it's been like, The team of Earth Gang has been been like that really the whole time. You know what I'm saying? And I I fought with it. Like I said, that's forever my squad. But I think that's part of why we both was like taking some time to make some more personal music too. Because you can kind of get lost in that. You can get lost in like, you know what I'm saying? Like team, team, brand, brand. Well, not even team because team is good to have no matter what you're thinking of. But brand, 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 brand is a... It can, it, you know, everything in moderation, it can get unhealthy, especially for your music mm-hmm. and for the sound that you're trying to make. And if you want people to really connect at the end of the day, you, you got to, that's what, that's the most important baseline product. Mm. What makes people connect, not necessarily what promotes the brand, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, like, I think we both realized realize that, like, a little more this year, but we still, you know what I'm saying? Earth Game, we got, like, two, three more projects yes, sir. that are finished that still come as Earth Game, but... We are currently also making, like, just vibes, you know what I'm saying?
0: Now, I want to talk about Dreamville Fest because the really cool part about Dreamville Fest is that a normal music festival, it's a lot of random artists that don't necessarily have the same fan base. So there might be an artist who's not getting a good crowd because, like, this just isn't, they're not supposed to be rolling loud. It's just not that young teenager fan base. What's cool about Dreamville is that, like I said, it's such a strong community. Every single person there is a fan of all of you. Did you can you like feel that different when you're performing on stage? Like, oh, this festival is yeah. this shit's different.
1: Dreamville Fest is an amazing experience every year, man. I've I've I have i have I, I I fucking love that shit. And it's it's always so crazy because it's so because of what you just said, that the uh everybody's a fan everybody. It takes a lot of the crowd just like bullshit out. You know what I'm saying? Like if you in some festivals. Just even the, the fact that everybody's doing different things in different places, is causing, like, a little more commotion than you would see. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's that's what keeps it low-key peaceful, like, everybody's trying to see this happen. Everybody's trying to see this happen. Yeah. And then for a lot of, you know what I'm saying, that area, it ain't really no other big festival even coming that way. So, it's, like, farm South Carolina, shit, even Georgia, for real, like, it's one of the bigger festivals in the South. So, it's, like... And especially in the southeast, in that pocket, it's like you know we we need to goddamn have something we can go to. Yeah. So like I think it's it's like the biggest cookout ever, and I think that I think it keeps that vibe and as long as it keeps that vibe, it's gonna always be great and better than a lot of festivals, and it's gonna always sell out fast as fuck. Yeah. Because it's, it's you know you good you know what I'm saying, yeah. and if you you know what I'm saying, it's it's, it's it's a good show. Yeah,
0: Colby getting very creative headliners too. He he knows what like the hip hop mm-hmm. fans really want. Who was it this year? Did they even announce? Yeah, they announced it. I'm I'm blank. Is it Lil Wayne? Or someone?
1: I don't know. I, I I saw Nikki was coming. Oh yeah, Nikki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know anything about. I don't think they announced it. They announced it yet? I Man, I guess on. it is
0: next month. Yes, next month. One well, day, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get to North Carolina, and it's gonna be the best day of my life. That's it's worth it,
1: bro. It's I mean, super worth it's it.
0: It's all my favorite artists ever, and like that's the thing about a festival. Like sometimes the noon set, like there's no one there, and it's awkward. But like I feel like last year was like Jordan Ward, and anyone who's at Dreamville Fest, Is gonna love Jordan Ward music. And there's just that mm-hmm. that vibe that if you if, if you're a Dreamville fan, you like this Dreamville type artist, that, whether it's the R and B side of it or rap side of it, it's just crazy. And what does that what does the Dreamville family mean to you? Like I'm, we talked about Jit already, and we talked about Cole. How about you know, Ari, Kaz, Boz, Lute, Omen, whole
1: squad? I love all those guys. I, mean, I was I was just talking to Lute. I hope he I hope he remembers. So call me this uh, this week. <laughs> I was supposed to be helping Lou with, with some with with his with his project. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get more into the like, you know what I'm saying, directing based yeah. on like videos and shit. Goldmouth yeah, was to, insane.
0: That was one of my favorite albums.
1: Like? Goldmouth,
0: his last album. Oh yeah, Goldmouth, insane.
1: Lou is great. I've known Lou since like we met on Twitter on hip hop Twitter years ago. Goddamn, he was Twitter. working at Target at the time. Yeah, he was working at Target. I was working at a call center. And we would tweet each other about music and shit all the fucking time. That's it. <laughs> and then, like, we, that was before either of us was even close to Dreamville. And then we both ended up on Dreamville. I was like, bro, you that same dude, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? That shit crazy. But, yeah. like, uh, Ari, you know what I'm saying? When we first stayed up in the shelter, you know what I'm saying? We kicked it in the shelter with Ari. She was The shelter is like Cole's little yeah. studio house in North Carolina. And it was us, G, and Ari. Like, we, it was like a reality show. Like, we was all living in there. Yeah. And, like, all making music, all making very amazing shit. That she made a lot of that. She made like, what's she making that time? I feel like she made that new apartment song. She was she was in her bag in, the, in that little in that little house. We was all we always we always making like crazy shit just around each other the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Elite, Elite was there, like you know what I'm saying? Like Elite, like Elite. Like, I like that shit was cool. Yeah, that shit was that shit was hella cool, man. That was that was one of the most fun times of my life. Like just we all just basically stayed in North Carolina for months, like just in this one house, just each room had a mic. And that's kind of how we even kind of built the vibe of like, really since Spillage Business, that's always been like the vibe like a bunch of people just in the house yeah. making shit. And then just having that vibe like kind of translate throughout our whole career is kind of like, but kept I think that's why our music sound the way it does. You know what I'm saying? I, I think like from that, that's how, that's how the vibe was at Dreamville Fest, I'm not Dreamville Fest, at the Dreamville Sessions with the with the Revenge 3 Sessions. That's how it was on my, my album, yeah. on our most Earth Gang yeah. albums. Like, that shit, it's like a vibe that we can say. I think that's the best thing I can say about the Dreamville family. Yeah. It's still like, everybody create all at once, do whatever the fuck you want to do type vibe. It's not like, yo, this song is for him. Yeah, yeah. He's going to take it and be the one. You know what I mean? It's like, nah, bro, we are just doing this shit. Like, go.
0: Yeah. Let's also now talk about Spillage Village because in, I don't mean, I love Cole. Cole's my favorite artist ever. But then when they, when people ask, like, why have you and Kendrick never made a song together? I understand their parents and they their, their families and they can't find the time. But you guys it's it's over five of you come together to make a whole album together and you felt that it was important enough like we got to make this and we don't always see that in hip-hop and it's so cool when you guys understand the importance like we want to see jade earth gang mariba black all of y'all on a song like it's crazy so how did that the album come together
1: spilligion yeah spilligion was always going to happen bro so we got them. We had a series of tapes called "Bears Like yep. This," "Bears Like This Too Much," Bangers. and like those tapes. Those was like the the predecessors to like us religion kind of happening because we was making those actually in close proximity. Like she'd be like, for most of those, we was living around each other. Mm-hmm. Like Mariba lived up the street. Black, you know what I'm saying? Was roommates with me and Jid at one point. We was all you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. And insane. Talented ass house. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> me, Black and G was all, you know what I'm saying, living in there, fucking, uh, like, and we just would like, you know what I'm saying, naturally just, like, go over each other's houses while we was kicking it, Olu would come over every day, you know what I'm saying, after work, because Olu and G work together, and then so that they would get off work and then pull up to the crib, we all be over there, you know what I'm saying, yeah. just doing that shit, so, like, and that, and that would be, like, us concentrating on the same song, mm. like, not doing, like, the dream, that would be us, like, all, like, let's just do one thing on one beat yeah. and do that over and over again. And so, like, that was always going to happen. But in the pandemic, we realized it might not... I don't know. It's, I, we, we talked about doing it again since. We we started again since. But it, it was a lot more loose. Like, everybody was coming when they could. Shows, kids, this and that, tours, songs, performance. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has photo shoot. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has so much shit to do. This last one, we made a lot of music. But, like, we got to do it again. I know we got to do it yeah. like, a couple more times to, like, really get it. People the pandemic it. was perfect because... Yeah, for them was perfect because everybody we just everybody just came and locked into the house and that was that, like it was you know what I'm saying like that was just that we locked to the house we got them made a bunch of songs and they all they all they all went together well and we started you know what I'm saying folks coming in with guitars and shit we started doing little songs that sound like folk songs and shit yeah. I was like yeah fuck it let's just put that on there too bro like fuck it that's why I be fucking with like this y'all I don't, I don't yeah. ever feel like oh I rap I gotta do this yeah. hip hop shit like nigga. You know what I'm saying, nigga? Hip hop ain't saved my life, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like I saved my own life, but like I motherfucker, I definitely, I definitely feel like music saved my life. Mm. Like the whole, the whole gamut. I want the whole gamut of music, bro. Like I love making rock shit, yeah, folk shit, all that Sh- shit. So I think that was like the best. Jupiter's part
0: one of my favorite songs, like ever. It's a beautiful. It's, I
1: love that song, bro. It's cool. I, I want that song to have more life. I don't know what I I don't think it's... I don't, some. It's so crazy when you make it's like kind of like a painting where you don't know necessarily. When in in the painting's life is gonna have his big moment? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I feel like that song is one of them songs that like somebody's gonna grab a hold of that years from now. They'll throw it in a movie. Like, you know, oh DJ. shit! Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? A movie or something, bro. Like yeah. I feel like it's one of them. Like it's a special ass record.
0: I feel like Jit's having that moment with surround sound right now. Cause I mean, I played that. Yeah. I played that to the ground when it originally came out. So it's like, oh shit, good. For, let's go. The people they catching on now. That's just
1: crazy. That's just crazy to see. That's is amazing.
0: It's so awesome to see. And I mean, the people—the people love Spillage Village. They need another album. The NPR Tiny Desk—I was watching it last night with my family. I was forcing my parents to watch it, and it's just <laughs> y'all, y'all killed it. Got the guitars in the background going crazy, and you're—you're you're pumped up in that video. You are—you're like really animated. You're really feeling it.
1: Oh uh, man, I—I I be zoning out, bro. That's the only way I could get through performances. I gotta zone out. That, I gotta just go to another place with the whole thing.
0: Your baptized verse is just. I don't know if you're, it might be your best ever. It's just so crazy. There's so many bars. Like, the Tyson, is it worth it if you're not? The, the Tyson line is just crazy. Then the God line I said before, and the, over my lyrical phase. Y'all came into that song. I line. need Hov, I need Hov to hear
1: that verse. He probably heard it. I don't know. He might have heard that
0: one. He Hov do be
1: listening to this shit. I don't know. He might have heard that one.
0: Get on, like, Obama's end of the year list. It's like, I don't know if Hov's listening to these songs that he says he is. But maybe he is. Maybe he's tuned in.
1: I feel like I hold my list. I, I've I've got some calls from some surprising levels of of this music shit, and i will be like, "What niggas? I can't yeah. believe you even heard this shit." They be like, "Yeah, no, I fuck with that or like, I appreciate." It. So that's that's the funny thing about this whole shit. I personally never know, like, cause it's, it's some days I can go out and I'm with my family, I'm chilling. Some days I go out with my same family and people is like, "Yo, yo, 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 yo." So like, yeah, I, I can never really tell. Like, I don't really feel famous. I feel like. It depends on where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I'm recognized more the further I go from my neighborhood. But then, but then at the same time, I go to my, I go to the, actually, that's not even true. I go to this gas station <laughs> and all these kids know me. So, like, I don't know, bro. Like, it's like, I don't I don't really never feel famous. So, if I if I get a call from, like, a, a Jay-Z or a Diddy or one of them niggas that's, like, the magnates yeah. of hip-hop or something like that, I'd be like, oh. You know what I'm saying? Even, like, with CeeLo Holiday that's about the, uh, yeah. before we got CeeLo on the song, I was like, you, bro, you listen to us, bro? Like, oh shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's like, yeah, not my son. You run the house all the time. Gorillas, same shit. I was like, yeah. bro, what the fuck you heard? Like, that shit always is amazing to me.
0: I think those are the moments like fans love to hear, or at least I like to hear, that you are like nerding out and you do appreciate when those people do talk to you. Because it's the same way for like me at my platform If someone follows me and I'm like, holy shit, like that journalist followed me? Like, I love Rob Markman. He hasn't followed me yet, but I want Rob to follow me. But have, have Rob, follow him,
1: bro. Yeah, Rob. Rob, 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 Rob with the game. Hey, Rob, follow him, bro. Yeah, follow bro. Adam Dash. I'm
0: trying to get a job from Genius. I'm trying my best.
1: Fuck with him. But yeah, yeah, bro, motherfucking. Uh, that, this, yeah, nah. That's that. We really geeking out. Like I said, every time somebody reaches out, I'm like, 'Cause you know, you never. It, it doesn't. Like I said, that's kind of like not to go to plug my album again, but that's not why I call it, it. Hall of the Moon. Because you do. You do feel like sometimes you don't know who's hearing what you're doing. Like you get into a place where you making so much music and just ha la la, you singing and you rapping and you do it. It's like, well, where like who 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 is experiencing this in a way? Because you can't like the internet sometimes doesn't feel palpable. It just feels like yeah. you can read a bunch of comments, and you can see a bunch of likes or whatever, and you can be like, yeah, but like, some, it's still something missing that you need to know. You know what I'm saying to really know. Like I feel like. Like Beyonce, I really knows, because she goes out and does a show and it's like, you know what I'm saying? And not to say I need to be Beyonce, but I definitely, you don't, you don't ever really know, so you're just howling at the moon. You know what I'm saying? you just like, fuck it. I'm going to do it because I love it and I love it and I'm going to do it whether you're listening or not.
0: Man, that feels like a great way to end this amazing conversation. Howl at the moon. It is dropping soon. Do we have a date or an, an area of time to expect for that to be dropped?
1: <sighs> Spring for sure. I can't say the exact date yet because I'm trying to work out one little piece of the rollout. But spring for sure, and spring is is I just seen some flowers bloom today. Yeah. spring's coming.
0: It's, it has not been cold. I mean, I'm from outside of Philly. It has not been like cold once. It's kind of sus. That's not, crazy. I don't think it's it's not good for the people. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's right. actually crazy. Yeah, I not in Atlanta.
1: It. I can see that, but damn, yeah. that's crazy.
0: My brother's like, "Why haven't you worn this jacket in a while?" I'm like, "I have no reason to wear a jacket. Like a hoodie's been has been chilling for this."
1: Yeah, that's crazy
0: it's sad but where can the people find you, doc on social media I mean they can obviously find Robophobia go find
1: Earth Game follow Earth Game we just dropped the EP Robophobia it's amazing go listen to that now Robophobia 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 Robophobia, Robophobia. Ah. it's up it's amazing go listen to that shit right now Uh, the next Earth Game EP is on the way Earth Game versus the Algorithm continues Uh, go listen to Earth Game Earth Game Earth Game Earth Game Earth Game, Earth Game, Earth Game, Earth Game. go listen to that yes sir now Also, that's what's out. That's what you can experience right now.
0: And that album cover for Earth Gang versus the algorithm is like the craziest cover ever. Just want to add that before we end this up. But thank you. If you made it to the end of the podcast, please throw a like, subscribe, because we're trying to get more amazing artists like this. If you're an independent or rising artist, keep sending me your music because we love talking about it. I love hearing new people. That's the goal of this podcast. I'm Adam Dash, at Adam Dash underscore on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, we will see you next time. Peace.